Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. Uh, how the heck are you? Uh, hopefully you've had a good week. Um, for me, it's been pretty solid. Uh, working a lot. Uh, feeling a little better. Um, I, I will say I kind of pushed myself maybe a little too soon, but I'm, I'm overall okay. Um, I went out last night, actually. Um, you know, Friday night things. Um hit up Northside, um, it's a little, like, city area for, I guess, those who aren't in Ohio who might be listening here, um, but yeah, just did some city shit, it was fun, it was cool, um, now we're here, um, just kind of chillin', I had some pizza for the food corner, uh, the lovely chameleon, uh, let's see, I had a cheese slice, I had a pepperoni slice, and I had a pound of very hot wings, um, I finally tried like the hottest they have, and I will say it was very hot, um, but also still very good. I think that's something that like people miss out on when it comes to heat is like they go, oh, well, it's really hot and for them hot is good. And for me, that was kind of like that. But as I got older, I was like, no, I wanted to taste good and be hot. So I know I personally started scaling it down, but I was feeling frisky uh, last night. So I tried it. Still good. Loved it. Um, oh, got a burp coming. <clears throat> Ugh, little podcast pregame's already catching up with me. Excuse me. Um but um I guess we can get into the fucking shit here. Um you know how I like to do for the first episode of the weekend, week, whatever you want to call it, um is uh do the Ukraine stuff up front, kinda get it out of the way. Um I definitely kinda wanna say too, I guess a little bit of a trigger warning. Um this is definitely I guess more of a brutal episode in that kind of regard, you know, talking about bodies, talking about death here, a lot of that. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, if you're not with that, totally get that. If you just want to skip this episode, I will definitely see you on the next one. Uh, we are going to cover a little bit of um, the uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson confirmation, woo-woo-woo, and uh, the Will Smith, uh, I guess, aftermath. <laughs> I know, I'm still talking about Sally. I, I think this is going to be the last one. But, um, you know, if you just want to skip through this shit, totally get it. But um, I want to let you know. Uh, but starting off uh, from the BBC News, uh, Bucha killings, satellite image of bodies contradicts Russian claims. So kind of a little bit of long short here. Um, at the top of the week, throughout the week, there's been a lot of talk of Bucha and the atrocities that took place there, what happened, what didn't happen potentially from either, you know, the reports that are coming out, the satellite images that are out, and then what are the Russian side of things saying in terms of, like, what their claims are. Um, very brutal, nasty shit. Um, kind of what we had mentioned the other week, how uh, Russia's been withdrawing from held areas that they've been at kind of in the top of this war, this invasion, and, uh, you know, in doing so now, Ukrainians are able to go into these towns. Journalists are obviously able to come with. Um, and there's just been a lot of just confirmation of more or less the worst. Uh, a lot of, like, execution-style killings, like people with their hands bound and shot uh, and just left out in the streets. Uh, there's been a lot of reports of people when they were being occupied that they weren't allowed to leave their homes and or that Russians would come and occupy their homes also using them as like human shields uh 
so that like if there was any you know Ukrainian pushback that they had people in front that they might not shoot them. There was also claims that people were being held in mass that way, uh, not necessarily in Bucha, but like in just areas that were being held. Uh, I've heard stories, reports of rapes, things of that nature. Um, just really sad fucking shit. Um, <clears throat> and at least in terms of the situation in Bucha. A lot of this is on camera, you know, at least satellite image. And, like, it's been tracked since Russia, for, Russian forces have moved into the area. And then there's also been, you know, okay, what did it look like when they left? Um, Russia has kind of said, oh, that's not us. This is staged. Like, Ukrainian forces moved those bodies in here. And now they're saying that it was us. They're saying that, like... um, there wasn't like rigor mortis on the body, so therefore, like that's not a they. This is like not real. Um, they also said <clears throat> that like some of the bodies were like crisis actors, and that you can see in some of the footage that their their bodies are moving. Uh, all of these kind of things are debunkable. Um, you know, with the moving bodies, uh, you can see that. It's off of an image from a camera, like a mirror, from like a driving mirror. And um, you can see that the image distorts in several cases and not just on bodies. So it's like not necessarily waving or anything like that. It's just movement of the camera and pixelation. Um, it's, it's crazy that these things happen and then like the counter propaganda is like, oh, you know, we didn't do that. That's not real. It's misinformation. Like, this is, you're being Russophobic. Like, it's crazy that that is the way that they're going to play it. But I, it is one of those things, too, where I often wonder when it comes to the conversation of war crimes, like, what what is there to do? Like, I, I the Daily did a good um, episode in terms of, like, how war crimes wind up happening in terms of, like, um, like do we prosecute these people? What What comes of it? Um, they, I think they mentioned a thing in Yugoslavia, I believe, uh, which was a very interesting, you know, episode. It talked about, um, just atrocities to people in that conflict and, you know, the resolution there. Um, I'm definitely not doing it justice here on this podcast, half drunk, but, um, it's one of those things where I'm very curious to see what will happen in the years to come, you know, I'm sure this is definitely something that's going to be talked about. I mean, I already remember Google, Googling this midweek, and it was already called the Butcher Massacre. Um, it's crazy shit. And, and, and I think the scary thing is, too, that this isn't the only place, you know, that this is probably there's more to come. Um, also, on our next bump, we got this from the Washington Post. Uh, 50 dead in train station attack as Russian troops regroup in the east. So there was... A missile bombing um, in Kramatorsk, Kramatorsk, yeah, Kramatorsk, Ukraine. Uh, Fifty were killed and ninety-eight were injured um, in what President Vladimir Zelensky called an evil Russian selling attack on a train station where hundreds of civilians were attempting to flee ahead of expected attacks. Um, so you know, essentially, like it was very known, like okay, Russia is going to be focusing more on the eastern, southern part of Ukraine and trying to occupy that. Mariupol was a big conversation point. So naturally, you know, in these areas, they've been saying, hey, if you're in like the Donbas region, Donetsk region, whatever, like you you should be leaving. Like it's not going to get 
better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, and, you know, sure enough, Russian, you know, forces, you know, it's believed allegedly bombed, um, missile struck this train area, which is one of those things where it's like, there's no reason to do it. It's a known area. Like this is known that there's no military force here in this train station shit. There's nothing happening here. There's not a supply chain thing that you're hitting it and you're fucking them up. Like, this was clearly to stop people from fleeing intimidation. And I guess from the Russian side of things, they're saying, oh, we didn't do it. Uh, This isn't even our artillery. Like, you can see that this is Ukrainian stuff. And we didn't do it. Um, But apparently in Telegram, which is like, you know, an app where, like, it's a big messaging app. It's used, I think, a lot more internationally. But uh, especially in the situation in Ukraine... And it's just easier to kind of communicate and get mass communicates out that way. Um, also, it's used in Russia. Apparently, there was like pro Moscow journalists using the Telegram app and saying like, "Hey, like, there's been a successful um, Russian missile strike on you know Ukrainian train station," and they were hyping it up. But then they scrubbed those Telegram messages because they realized like, "Hey, the death toll here is very high, and this isn't a good thing anymore." And I feel like that's kind of the Russian state media, I guess, gameplay here, which is to be like, hey, like we're going to push a narrative that we are being successful, but we are not going to push the narrative that we are committing atrocities in Ukraine. We don't want that to come out. And so they publicly will say, hey, no, that's not us. That ain't us. We need to do that if it's too big. But if it's minor stuff, they're saying, yeah, these, this is part of our operation to denazify Ukraine. This is how it's supposed to go. Um so, I mean, essentially, it's it was just a really fucking messy situation. Uh, you know, once again, just 50 dead. I, I, when I initially heard it, it was, like, dozens. Dozens, like, was, like, plus 34 or 30, and now it's, like, 50. So, I mean, it's definitely just really fucking gross, dark situation where people are trying to already, you know, leave um, and get out. Uh, this is definitely both events have caused kind of like a bit of a chain reaction uh, in terms of like upping up the um, the sanctions and like NATO movement. Um, I believe the United States are going to send a Patriot missile system to Slovakia, uh, backfilling for uh, the NATO member country after it sent a Soviet-built S-300 air defense system to Ukraine. So, I mean, that's kind of a big thing just because like it's a very blatant like point to point hey we are giving nato support via weapons now granted we're still doing that that's just more lethal aid um we're just not calling it lethal aid anymore but um that's a that's a big thing also another thing from this washington post article that i i saw that was really kind of unsettling to me um the one of the missiles that they sent there's a fragment of it that's in the, and, I, and i say fragment but it's a huge missile component i mean it's a missile um and obviously like it's just like i think it's kind of like a bullet where it's like Obviously, the payload is up front, and the rest of it's kind of the shell or something. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on that. But um, essentially, this fragment, it says in Russian, uh, for the children, which is just very gross. Because essentially, they're saying, like, we are doing this, we're shooting these, we're firing these missiles, we're doing these things for the protection of the children, you know. And it's just like, what are you doing? You're killing people. You're literally sending children to the hospital. But, um... That shit is eerie and kind of sticks with me a little bit, uh, but very just, I don't know, it's wow shit. 
But speaking more on the aftermath, um, the UN suspends Russia from Human Rights Council. Uh, pulled this article from CNN Politics. Uh, but essentially, part of, like I said, the fallout aftermath of this is now um, Russia has been kicked from the Human Rights Council. Uh, the vote was 93 in favor, 24 against, and 58 abstentions. Uh, one of the bigger, obviously, against votes was China, um, just because they're a big ally of Russia. Uh, but I mean, essentially to me, a lot of the UN shit is like filler. It's filigree. It's, it's stuff that makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're a humanitarian and a civilized society, blah, blah, blah. But, um, it is a, a big symbolic move. I feel cause it's saying, Hey, you guys were a part of this council. You have veto power on things. Now we're taking you out of that equation because the things you're doing are, are, you know, making us do that it's like it's a call response thing i feel um it it is though once again symbolic right like it's not like these are doing anything these aren't going to lead to those war crimes being tried or anything of that nature um russia though has um i believe it was like sergey lavrov or whatever came up and said it or what have you but more or less it's like okay fine you know you can't kick us out we're leaving <laughs> type type vibe so they've withdrawn but, I mean, they've just been suspended from the council. It's not like it matters what how they feel about it. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that we'll see in terms of, like, are things going to get, you know, worse in terms of, like, them getting further and further isolated? Um, you know, is there going to be a reality where maybe they aren't even in the UN at all? I don't know. Um, also, there have been an up in sanctions. Uh, I'm really pulling this article for kind of attribution, but um, from NPR, UK sanctions the daughters of Putin and Foreign Minister Lavrov. Um, more or less, just there's just been a, a upheaval of more sanctions, more um, like specific sanctions in terms of like the daughters of Putin. I didn't even know he had multiple daughters. Honestly, I learned a little bit more about this man like every week, every other week. Um, also, in terms of, like, Foreign Minister Lavrov, it's also his family, um, which kind of helps hit harder, I guess, is the idea. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, people are just going to move the money around. Organizations are going to move the money around. So it's not like it matters. Uh, I believe the U.S. has done more in terms of upping up their sanctions against more banks, cutting them off from SWIFT, stuff like that. Um, more declarations like, hey, we're not doing gas, we're not doing oil. But it does remain to be seen here. Uh, Germany has still not fully committed, which honestly I get. I think a lot of people are, are, are putting pressure on Germany to say, hey, you guys need to stop working with them. You need to stop fucking with them. This is, there's, they're doing war crimes. They're committing atrocities. But at the end of the day, it's always more than that. Like, Germany is dependent on the energy that it gets from Russia. They wouldn't have made this crazy, intricate pipeline that they have to get it if they didn't need it as bad as they did. Um, I actually learned a little bit more about that from, what is it, The Daily? Uh, apparently, it's an under the Nord Stream 1. We've covered Nord Stream 2. That was the pipeline that they didn't uh, go forward with, that, that they've made and everything. But Nord Stream 1, essentially, it was like this undersea pipeline 
and it's super complicated. I believe like 800 miles. You had to like cut into the underground sea and like get this pipeline shit going, and so that you could funnel this shit faster. This this gas and stuff like that. I guess um, crazy shit. And I think people want Germany to do a full stop, and it's like if you do that, you're hurting your own people. And obviously, someone here in America, I'm feeling the sting of inflation, period. So this whole shit was just more reason to heap more on top of it. Um, but goddamn, like, it's even more so for places that are actually dependent on those things. Like, it's not just some wheat for them. It is literally their big export they use to fuel homes and fuel economy, like their businesses and shit. So... You know, I understand more hesitancy there. I mean, that's my personal opinion. Um, I've I've heard some articles and editorials like equating to this is like, well, you're you're showing support for Ukraine on, with one hand, and then your other hand, you're fueling Russia's war chest. And it's like, I guess, but like honestly, I'm you guys have kind of heard my take on the sanctions. I kind of feel like they're just superficial. Um, in multiple cases, if you are not a, you know, if you're a well-off country, then you're going to be fine. And even if you're not a well-off country, you will tourniquet the situation and find a way to make it work. And once you get so far along, then you eventually just go, hey, well, fine. We just won't negotiate with America because they aren't doing anything but trying to block us. So I don't really feel like it helps situations. I don't feel like it brings people to the table. It just kind of forces people to isolate and um, survive without, which is really counterintuitive to the American plan because we are a country that wants things from other people and we are trying to block them with our money and stuff. This is really weird, uh, but, you know, whatever. We might continue that on another episode. That that concludes our Russia-Ukraine segment. and <laughs> went a little longer than I expected, but um, <clears throat> some KBJ update. Uh, she is confirmed by the Senate as first black woman on the Supreme Court. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Actually, I'm going to hit the hit the break from that. But this is from UC, uh, UC USA Today. Um, thank you for this news you're bringing me. Ooh, ah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, we're back. But Katanji Brown Jackson, 116th justice, first black woman, um, has made it on the Supreme Court. Uh, she won the vote 53 to 47. Uh, three Republicans stepped over. Uh, Susan Collins of Maine. Uh, Lisa Murkowski. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Lisa. Uh, Lisa Murkowski. Murkowski of Alaska and Mitt Romney of Utah. Uh, they both came over. I especially liked what Suzanne Collins had said and Mitt Romney, more or less just to the fact it's like, she's qualified. You know she's qualified. Like, why are y'all being nasty? <laughs> um, so it was cool to see this happen. Um, there were some Republicans that walked out at the, like towards the end of the confirmation, you know, everyone's clapping, whatever. You see like Ted Cruz being a little fussy bitch and he leaves with his fake ass, weird ass beard. Um, I guess some others too, but, um, overall it's a dub. She's one. Um, now that doesn't mean it's going to be like an instant transfer. 
um, the person she's replacing, Stephen Breyer, Breyer, sorry, um, he is going to be, um, you know, obviously retiring, and so there's like a few months of turnover, um, and then she's going to be moving into the seat. So that's fucking cool. Let's fucking go. Um, I honestly thought that the process was going to take a little bit longer, but uh, they wrapped up nine days earlier than I even thought um at the bare minimum so i was like hell yeah super sweet super fast good to give you the news the good news hot and quick like a little caesar's pizza um i mean if you want to go on the article and read some more for sure for sure i would suggest it if you like to get back into the lore re-educate yourself but you know just wanted to bullet bullet through there um and then last but not least uh i'm back on my page six shit i can't leave i don't know i'm addicted to the tea um, but <laughs> also from USA Today, uh, Will Smith blocked from Academy events for 10 years. Board of Governors decides after slap. So not going to dwell on this too long. You know about the slap. We've talked about the slap on Isaiah's newsstand. Uh, essentially, the aftermath has officially been doled out. You know, even though Will Smith is obviously, you know, he's left the Academy or what have you. Um, they've decided, hey, we got to give him 10 years. Um, from April 8th, 2022, uh, he's not allowed to be at the Oscars or any programs like or Oscars. I'm focusing on that. He's not allowed to, uh, attend Academy events or programs in person virtually, including, but not limited to the Academy Awards. So, you know, it's, uh, it's news. I wouldn't say big in terms of relevancy. Honestly, this is, uh, once again, celebrity business. I don't really give that much of a shit. Um, I do feel like it's awkward and cringy, though, that, like, this officially is getting dealt with because it happened live on camera. There's been plenty of nasty-ass, fucking shitty-ass individuals who we just deemed as, oh, that wasn't so bad, that was kind of cheeky or whatever, it's just Harry Weinstein or Harvey Weinstein, me and Harvey Weinstein, like, I don't know, it is what it is, um... (laughs) <laughs> I, I guess if you guys have any reactions or whatever, feel free to, uh, you know, hit me up on the Google. Um, what is my Gmail? You guys should know by now. The, the like, eight people who listen. Uh, what is it? Um, Isaiah News 1, right? Right? Isaiah News. Isaiah News Gmail.com. Whatever. You'll find me. Um, but we can seg- segue into shill mode. We can wrap it up here. Um, Patreon.com slash Isaiah News. Um... I believe it is Isaiah News at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, with the Patreon, though, you do get the shout-out. You do get the Discord access. Um, trying to build a community, do stuff. Um, but, yeah, like I said, that's pretty much it. Thanks for sticking with me if you hung out here. If not, hopefully I will see you on the next episode. Or, regardless, I hope I see you on the next episode. Um, hope you keep it breezy. And I hope I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.